Welcome to the Love Girl Talk podcast. We're here to confront our deepest doubts, celebrate our dignity, and offer softly to land. We invite you to cozy on up with your favorite cup of coffee and share in our sisterhood of self-worth. And as we chat, remember, you are enough. You are worthy. You are loved. Welcome back to the Love Girl Talk podcast. I'm your host, Julie Larkin, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, Shannon White. Shannon, how are you doing today? Good. Loving life. Hanging in there. Have a lot of fun stuff coming up, so feeling good. And I'm excited to be uh, be back in action. I think my last podcast, I was alone without you, so it feels good to be back hey. with my other half. Did you miss me? I did. I did. It's like something about not having your support on the other side. <laughs> well, should we tell our audience that we literally just spent the first five minutes before recording singing to each other friendship songs? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I need to remain my cool. Oh, okay, okay. We won't tell anyone. Okay, stay cool. <laughs> well, the reason we were being silly and singing friendship songs was because last time we released part one of our podcast episode called The Pandemic of Loneliness. And that was all about this problem of loneliness, how we're not meant to live alone, and we're wired for connection. So today, we want to talk about part two. And part two really answers that question with the problem of loneliness. So Shannon, what's our answer? How do we solve that pandemic? Friendship. (laughs) Uh, no, but really, we're talking about how, you know, we've been experiencing these moments of darkness and loneliness and what comes with that, how it affects our mental health. And today we want to talk about the antidote to that. How can we flip that around, put it upside down on its head? And the answer is that connection. The answer is friendship. So I think today would be a great opportunity to kind of help us talk about how friendship can get us through those tough times, but also help us celebrate it, celebrate ourselves during some of the most joyous times too. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, great. So let's do it. Let's flip that coin. Let's turn the pandemic of loneliness over on its side and let's talk about the antidote of friendship. So what would you say, Shannon, you know, we talk about friendship all the time at Girl Talk and how important it is for, for who we are as women, as people, What do you think are some of those key elements of friendship? How do you define it? I think I was actually honestly kind of inspired by our good friend Jess. And she was talking about like what friendship is not. And if you kind of talk about what friendship is not, you can better define what it is. And I think for me, when I think about what I don't want my friendships to look like or what I just hope and wish other people in my life who I call acquaintances and friends don't want the relationship to look like is a friendship of utility. And Mm -hmm. it's like so funny because I hated freshman year philosophy class in college, yet here I am (laughs) 10 years later talking about Aristotle on a podcast. (laughs) But friendship of utility, you know, it, it is what it sounds like. It's using somebody, it's using their status, using their skills, just using their time. And 
Um, even though I have great friends who are coworkers, I think of some of my coworker friends who, you know, are there for my shift, but I don't really talk to outside of that shift. Um, and I think a layer of that is that we don't share in that level of joy and suffering as I would with a really close friend. Mm-hmm. When I think of friends with utility, I think, you know, are these the friends who would really get the whole me? Um, do they get the good? Do they get the bad? Or are they just there for a quick little visit for me to use or for them to use? Right? Mm. So I don't think friendship should be that. I don't call those relationships in my life a good friend. And I try not to even pursue those types of relationships. Right? Yeah. And the second type of friendship I think of is a friendship that feels too good, right? A friendship that is just all about pleasure. I, th- I think, Julie, you may have even coined this term, like the happy hour friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're the people I only see on Friday night over happy hour, over three glasses of wine and a big pot of hummus and pita chips in front of me. <laughs> and <laughs> it sounds so pleasurable, but they're not there for me during my Sunday scaries. And they're not there for me during the stress in the middle of the week on my Mondays. And it's kind of, it's surface level. It's only fun. And quite honestly, I don't even know if I'm very vulnerable with those people. And if I am, it might be more liquid courage than it is me actually wanting to open up to them. Right. And then you kind of think to yourself, would they be vulnerable with me? Yeah. If, yeah that wine wasn't in front of them either. So I think those are my, you know, two big things that really help me process what friendship is not, what I do not want friendships to look like. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I think we've all had our fair share of those happy hour friends and, and happy hour is great. We love happy hour, you know, but like you said, you know, are those the friends that you are going to be vulnerable with and really have that great, companionship with them. And, you know, it's funny. I, um, I was dating this guy a little while ago and, and he, he came over the house and, and I, I lived in, I live in a house with five girls and we, we all have this just really great friendship. We're all really close. And, and over the years we've just developed these really strong bonds, right? So we truly love each other. You know, we really take care of each other. And, Mm -hmm. and I remember he came over one time and and it was just, you know, just the roomies, all of us just kind of hanging out. I think we probably, you know, we're hanging out in the kitchen, probably had some wine and hummus, you know, we probably like had a couple uh, just fun moments. We just had a little dinner and we're just hanging out. We were so ourselves, right? We weren't putting on any show. We weren't doing anything particularly special. And um, we went for a walk afterwards and and he was just like, wow. And I was like, what, what, what? And he was like, I loved it. He was like, you guys were just, you really love each other, don't you? No. And I was like, yeah, we really do. And he was like, I've never seen that before. He's like, I've, I've lived in DC for years. You know, I've, I've been to all the parties. I've been, I've been everywhere and, you know, done all the happy hours, done all the, the fun surface level stuff. But he was like, I've never seen a bunch of girls, you know, just like really talk about real things and really just truly care for each other. And and it was so, it was so poignant for me that that was so special for me to hear because I mean he nailed it right. It was so true. We we really do care about each other and 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 just to even recognize that lack, you know, that that he was recognizing like I haven't heard these real conversations. It's usually just surface level. That really struck me because 
that's what we're all craving, right? Like we, that's where true friendship lies in those deeper conversations. And, you know, not that we need to talk, be talking about, you know, Aristotle and philosophy all the time, but just the truest parts of our hearts, I think is just really where that, that deepest friendship lies. Yeah. I think, um, thinking about him in that conversation, two things that strike me right away is number one, I think about, you know, even when we pick the topic of friendship today, right? It's like, everybody knows what friendship is. Like a few of us know how to do it. Like it's not anything, it's something wild, right? But I even think back to our college experience, Julie, and it just being a very special place to be where we actually deep dived into what friendship was and how to be a good person. And I think about how many people don't have that conversation. And I remember um, another really good friend there, Father Christian, he always used to say like, oh, you guys are ruined for life. And, and just that like, you know, we have the the best support system and so many people don't have that, right? And, yeah. you know, so true. And even like, it breaks my heart that this boy didn't have that, but it's also like, gosh, like he was really right. Like we've got yeah. that so early, you know, yeah. but number two, I also think of my mom and I can just like imagine him comforting this guy. And she, she just always used to say like, you know, you may not have experienced this type of level of friendship that you're seeing in front of you right now with these girls who truly care about each other and support each other and can talk about anything but you still have had friends, right? And they may not have been lifelong friends. Heck, they may have been a friend who was just about pleasure. They may have just been a friend that was utility, but any type of relationship is worthy of a pursuit, right? Any type of connection. It's, it's about the journey. It's about just trying it out. So even though if it's not the A plus relationship, it's still connection. Right. And, and like we said last time, right, we are wired for that connection. Thank you, Brene Brown. You know, we are fundamentally, socially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, we are wired to be in connection and relationship with each other. And so like you're saying, whatever stage, uh, wherever we are, that's, that's a great starting point. You know, we don't, we don't have to be at the finish line immediately. It's always a journey. And so I think when we have those moments where we recognize wow, what a beautiful friendship, you know, I just, even me now meeting, meeting older women, meeting, meeting women who, you know, are married with kids and, and they have these beautiful friendships. You know, it's, it's so neat to witness them and say, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want my life to look like. And, and it's great. We, we always keep growing, you know, that's, that's the beauty of this, this life. And that is how we're going to provide that antidote to loneliness, right? We, we just have to start, start at the very beginning, take one little step and start those friendships and, and see how, see where they grow into. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I even think one last thing too is, you know, there has to be that level of, um, codependency, right? Like you and your roommates, you rely on each other. You support this household together. You look out after each other and it's not about fixing each other. It's not about, one person being the savior. It's not about one person being in charge of the house and everybody else follows the rules. Like there's a codependency, there's an equalness. And, you know, I think, you know, later on, we'll kind of talk about accountability a little bit more, but 
it's okay for us to say, well, I don't approve of this of you, or we may reject behaviors of a person in house, hold them accountable to it. But we're not saying no to that human. We're not rejecting that human. We're not putting them down, right? At the end of the day, there's that awesome layer of support that's still there. Right, right. And I think I think that's so important, right? We're, we are. We're journeying together. And, you know, each, I think each person has to be whole in and of themselves. So we, we can't be in the negative sense codependent on each other because then that's, then that's, that's like the friendship of utility we were talking about earlier, right? Then it's like, oh, I just, I just need you. And I'm just like yeah. leaning on you and I'm, you know, and you're drowning and I'm drowning and let's just drown together. No, that is not what we mean <laughs> by a good sure. friendship. But yeah, to to journey together and to ask each other questions and to to learn from each other and just to walk this road together. It's such a such a gift. And you know, and thinking about our friendship, Shannon, and and how so much of that is is building each other up. You know, we're not cha- tearing each other down. We're recognizing those those beautiful qualities in each other and those differences and uniqueness and and continually walking that journey. It's really it's really beautiful. And I think it's so helpful as we've been doing to paint this picture of what friendship is not. And then it helps make it so much easier to, to discern what, what true friendship really is. And as I just mentioned, you know, I think, I think friendship is, is a gift. It's that two-way street. It's, it's something to be protected and celebrated. It's, it's a journey with another. And, and it's really just holding each other, you know, looking at the gift of that person and saying, wow, you, you don't bring, um, you know, you don't necessarily bring, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, I'm a gift. Every <laughs> time I show up to your house, I'm wrapped in paper and a bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think friendship is a gift. And and part of that is, how, how do we start that? How do we begin that process? I think a big part of it is just showing up, you know, just saying, hi, I'm here for you. You know, my my friend texted me yesterday and was like, hey, it's, it's been a while and could we FaceTime? You know, I haven't talked in a while and, and I'd really love to catch up. And I was like, yes, of course, let's, let's do it. You know, it's, it's, it's just taking that first step forward. You know, my dad always says 80% of success in life is just showing up. So the right. same in friendship, you know, show up, say, hi, I'm here. I, I want to walk this journey with you. Do the, do the daily life things together. Go grocery shopping together. You know, what are those things that, will allow quality time working out, going for a walk, you know, figuring out what each other's love languages are and, and just kind of loving each other in, in those moments and enjoy each, each person's presence. You know, I think this is something we, we've have talked about throughout this past year of podcasting, especially during the pandemic is, you know, we can't do those glamorous things with our friends even more. So I think I've even given the example before of like painting my friend Rochelle's basement. And it seems like, such a small little thing, but it doesn't sound that glamorous. We are both in sweatpants. We're both sweating while painting her walls as beautiful blue, but it was about loving her. I know Julie Larkin's her color. It was a teal blue too. (laughs) You know, I love teal. (laughs) But it was about loving her and supporting her in her new home and just being there, seeing her truly as she is and her uniqueness and her seeing me the same exact way. And I've known this girl for years and it was one of our best nights of friendship together. It was just the showing up, you know? I love that. I love that. And that reminds me of a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were, 
we were creating this mom talk promo video and, and you should have seen the behind the scenes, Shannon. It was, it was great. It was a million kids running around and them, you know, watching a movie and playing games in the basement while we try to get them to be quiet so we can film upstairs (laughs) and, you know, and, and my friend Megan just so beautifully offered her home and said, of course you can film here. And, you know, and so we have all the, the moms coming to record and, we're doing all of this. And of course, you know, people are running late. We're behind schedule. And and we know every technology thing goes wrong. And right. we're trying to do a video and a photo shoot at the same time. And it's just all the things. And so I'm getting all flustered. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, got to got to keep things together. And I, and I feel so bad because these moms, you know, they have to get home and feed their kids dinner and, and be home with their husbands and, you know, all these of things. Course. And yep. they were just like, Julie, we're here for you. You know, like we're, we're here, but you know, whatever you need, we're, we're ready to go, whatever you need. You know, Megan's husband brought home pizza and, and offered us all pizza. They, they pulled out the wine and they were just like, Hey, we're here. And so we did this whole beautiful thing and, you know, everyone gave it their best. And it was this wonderful wonderful production. And, and then afterwards we just spent the time in friendship, just all spending some really quality time together. And it was so beautiful and, and really reminded me of my friend Steph's quote. You know, she always, she always mentions that when she feels like that, when she feels like a burden to someone, right. To a friend and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like taking up your time. I'm taking up space. I'm, oh, I'm weighing you down. I know you'd rather be doing something else. And, and, um, and her friend responded to her and said, you know what? That's part of the beauty of friendship. Friendship can you, you we can be a burden in friendship, not in that codependency sense that we were talking about, but in in the sense right. of, you know, we can hold each other in the hard times, whatever kind of hard times they are. Even if someone's struggling with just a little thing, you know, it's it's such a it's such a gift to be able to hold friends in their burdens. Hmm. Yeah. God, that's beautiful. <laughs> Like, oh God, thank God. I can think of 18,000 times that I've felt that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And our friends want to. Yeah, of course. And I think it's funny that we all like have like that one thing that's like, oh yeah, like that's what friendship is to me. And like for your friend stuff, it's like, yeah, I can be a burden. And like the people who stick around and hold me up during that burden, those are my friends. Yeah. yeah. And I think reflecting on relationships I've had in the past, one of the biggest qualities in friendship that I hold on to or I seek or like that moment where I'm like, oh yeah, like this is a true friend is when I just feel that like overwhelming sense of inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. I, I You can think back to like middle school, like all those painful thoughts that come with exclusion where I wasn't invited or I didn't fit in or... um you know, I just always felt on the outside or even if it was my friend, but she was having that day where she just was putting up the walls and wouldn't let me in. Like those are painful feelings. So then when I find in friendship, this overwhelming sense of like, oh, like you're going to let me in and you're going to let me visit that. Oh, this is awesome. Or yeah, even like I'm invited on the girls' vacation, or I'm invited out to dinner. I'm invited to somebody's home. Like, that means the world to me. That means, like, you're letting me in, you're letting me see you, and you want to see me, right? And I think I didn't really get a sense of that until I had this awesome practice in college with true friends who really wanted to navigate that together. Yeah. Beautiful. I, you're making me think of a, another example of a, a good 
friend of mine and, you know, she's a mom, she's a working mom. And up to this year, she'd been raising her kids at home and, um, and she just started working full time. So a lot of her friends are still stay at home moms. And so they were throwing this girl, uh, another friend, a, um, I think they were going to take her out for brunch for her birthday or something. And they were going to go out during the week. It was probably like a Tuesday or something. And so they, they didn't put this, you know, working mom on the list because they knew that she had work and she wouldn't be able to make it. And she found out that they were going and she was so hurt. And she, you know, she pulled up her courage and she said, guys, it really hurt me that, you know, I wasn't invited to this, to this special event and and they were like well we knew you wouldn't be able to make it we didn't want to you know they they weren't trying to be mean they they didn't want to make her feel bad that she couldn't make it and they were like and she said you know but even just to be invited right even just to be invited would have shown me you know our our true friendship and and so they you know they had a really good conversation about it and and all all as well but I just I thought that was such a poignant reflection by her that just ah just to be invited, you know, just to be that inclusive, that inclusive self, like you were talking about, to, to be part of the group of friends is so important. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think that's really important when you start to think about your friends who are becoming moms or, or are moms. Um, it's such like a forgotten little group, especially when it's people like us, you and me, Julie, who are single and don't have that responsibility yet. Right. Yeah. I even think my friend Lizzie, I'm pretty sure when she was like nine months pregnant, I invited her for an 18 mile bike ride. <laughs> Did she say yes? Just hop on the bike. She was like, I'm there. Shannon. Right. Like it didn't even cross my mind. Like, oh my gosh, you're carrying another human and you probably shouldn't be sitting on that. I'm like, like you know, just the things that we don't think of, but heck, even parents who are moms too, that they don't think of for us, you know? It's the two way mm-hmm. street. It's that gift, you know? Yeah. And and to show that we we care about each other in every stage of life, it's so important. It's so right. important, which makes me think of another huge part of friendship that you know we always identify as the crux, right? The crux of friendship, the crux of what we do here at Girl Talk. It's so essential to the connection with others, and that's vulnerability, right? It's it's being present to the other person. And I heard a friend describe this recently as just just showing up as your authentic self and allowing the other person in, right? Mm. And isn't that such a beautiful way to describe vulnerability? You know, does it, does it mean we have to cry every day? Does it mean we have to, you know, call a friend and reveal our deepest, darkest wounds? No, no, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be excruciating, you know, but it's, it's being present, it's showing up and, and that also involves, you know, we can't avoid this. We can't af- avoid the struggle or the suffering. So, you know, we talked about this pandemic of loneliness. This has been a hard year for, for so many of us in, in multiple different ways, you know. And so there has been hardship. And I think being vulnerable with a friend is is being open about our own struggles and then walking with our friends in theirs as well. What do you think about that, Shannon? No, I, I think you're completely right. I think some of my, what makes a friend different than a best friend or a super connective friendship for me is that person who I've been vulnerable with, right? The person who let me sleep on their couch when I was told I had to move to DC for a job in five days. (laughs) Like my life is going crazy. Like I'm blessed, but I'm also freaking out. Help me. Or, you know, the person who's there after the breakup, the person who's there when my dad was sick, 
you know, that is really what set apart who my true, true people are compared to my people who are just going to be there for the fun days. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Maura recently just gave this reflection on friendship and she said, you know, I think it's that, I think it's those moments of suffering that really bond us. She's like, think about it. Think of who your closest friends are, the people most intimately involved in your life. They have been with you on those darkest of days, you know, even more so than, than the happy days and the, and the celebratory days. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. We have this bond, right? You go through something really tough and it just, mm, it just cements, cements that friendship so beautifully. Right. For sure. I think to, um, in a sense, kind of to, to propel relationships forward, like you have to have that moment of vulnerability. So that way you can celebrate after, right. Or you need that moment of vulnerability. So then I can hold you accountable after, you know, you, I know we've talked about this a lot in girl talk too, that connection cake or whatever it is that you you love so much. What are the layers? What are the layers? The bottom is what? Trust? You know the layers. It's trust on the bottom with the biggest layer. It's the most important to build that level of trust. And then you have affirmation, that genuine affirmation on top where you really let the other person know how Mm. loved and worthy they are. Right. And then at the tippy, tippy, tippy top is that challenge or accountability where we're calling each other to more. Right. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And I, like, I think that's kind of what I was even picturing in my head when you were talking about your friend Maura and just how she was saying, like, in those moments of darkness is like where you're building that trust. Right. And then, you know, if you had that moment of sharing and trusting those moments of compliments and affirming are going to be even more touching. And then those moments of challenging and accountability are going to be inspiring. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. this person gets me. They've seen the whole picture. And, you know, I think you've heard this from my mouth thousands of times. I love accountability. I need it because mm-hmm. I cannot hold myself accountable. Right. Some of my strongest friendships have offered that they've even with you, Julia, like I think of times when you're, when I was started navigating this mental health journey, when you were awesome with saying like, well, where are you getting help? How can I help you? What are you doing to help yourself? And I'm going to check back in with you in a week to see if you did that. I think that's awesome. And there's very few people who we can vulnerably share of like what you actually need, right? Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, I don't even know where the heck I read this or where it's from, but it's all about accountability. It says, I don't need a friend who changes when I change or who nods when I nod. My shadow does that much better. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that kind of goes to say, like, I don't need a friend who's just like me. I just need a friend who can challenge me in those moments. You know, in sometimes being a best friend is not supporting you in your comfortability. It's pushing you to get uncomfortable. Yeah, which can be so hard, right? Like those are not easy conversations. Those are not easy moments when mm-hmm. you're like, hey, you know, even that mm-hmm. example you shared, Shannon, how, how is that going? Were you able to, you know, set up an appointment? You know, what do you need from me? Like that's calling to mind, you know, a struggle. It's when friends talk to us about things that we need to change or things that hurt us, right? That mm-hmm. is never a comfortable situation. And yet it's, it, it's so important and it, it's so good for the friendship. And like we were saying about the connection cake, we cannot do that unless we have layered on that trust and affirmation first, right? And 
as we think about these pandemic days, these pandemic days of loneliness, you know, and as we're trying to, you know, rebuild friendships or, or really engage again, I, I think it's so important to start at, at the bottom layer, you know, to, to keep building that trust again and, and check in. How are you? How's it been? How are you doing? You know, whether we've been talking with our friends all along or, or we've kind of been apart for a little while and to, to be gentle and intentional and, and then to keep growing that relationship and, and that accountability will come, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think, uh, we did a pretty good job bringing down what friendship is. Maybe it's because we're just such great friends. So great. Can we start singing again? <laughs> Maybe a little. I'll sing any time. No, I think we, we kind of made a little list. You know, you were saying friendship is a gift and it's about showing up. And, you know, I kind of mentioned about how I love it to be inclusive and I need that accountability. And of course, with the girl talk goodness that we are, we're all about that vulnerability and friendship too. So I think we have a pretty good tight list going on for us. I think it's pretty good. You know, I love a good list. So thank you. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. Well, since we have our list, Shannon, and we are thinking all about how we can build those friendships, provide that antidote to loneliness, what do you think maybe we could give the girls some practical tools of how we do this right now? What do you think? I think it's good. Yeah. And I think um, we can, I always love the idea of like springing this forward into action, right? We've talked about it, we've dissected it, and now what can we do? And I know some of our favorite verbs that we use at Girl Talk is recognizing and radiating, right? Recognizing and radiating our self-worth, recognizing and radiating our truth. So maybe we can apply that to friendship too. So Julie, what do you think about recognizing? Yeah. Um, Well, I think in order to, you know, be a good friend and help others through this time of loneliness, I think we need to ponder about ourselves first, right? So let's recognize where we are. So I want to recognize where, where am I in this moment, right? Where am I as I've kind of gone through some hard things? Where am I? Um, how am I feeling? Am I feeling lonely? Uh, what do I need right now? Do I need a connection with a friend? Do I need to reach out to somebody? Am, am I feeling kind of down? You know, who can I ask to be there? Um, so just to have the recognizing comes with a lot of reflection. So, you know, where, where can I be myself? Where can I speak really freely? Who are those people who can hold me accountable and who, you know, really include me and invite me in? Where's my soft place to land? So, so I would encourage everyone to kind of make this, make this a part of your, you know, your time each morning, you know, whether you're journaling or you're praying or you're going for a walk and just taking time for yourself. Um, You know, last time we talked a lot about there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. Don't be Mm. afraid of being alone and, and learning to recognize, okay, where am I? And what, what do I need in relationship and friendship? How, how am I doing right now? And then once we do that, Shannon, we can radiate a little bit. Why don't you talk to us about the radiating? Yeah, I think um, what an honest, like beautiful start, like recognize where you are. And then when I think of radiating, I think more of how can I now bring this as a service to others, right? Mm -hmm. So asking to ourselves, like who around me may be lonely? Who needs me right now? How can I show up for somebody? And 
you know, Julie's offering such an awesome amount of accountability to me. How can I be accountable, accountability to her? Gosh, accountability is really hard to say like three times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) But also like, how, (laughs) how can I be inclusive in my actions? How can I be more open and available for people to confide in me? And I think, you know, talking about radiating and serving others, you know, put the date on the calendar to finally get over to your friend's house to paint the basement or put it on the calendar to have that night over Zoom. And I think something that it doesn't seem so action-based, but has been really helpful and fruitful to me is praying for my friends. Because even if I can't get there for them, I can't show up. I'm showing up in a way that I can make possible right here, right now. And heck, even praying for people who I'm having difficulty with in friendship, right? And saying like, I, who knows what I would be like if, you know, we had a moment one-on-one face-to-face. So instead I'm going to hold that in, keep it to prayer, try to serve you in a way that I can right now, right here. Love it. Love it. And just, uh, a quick little story as we wrap up, Shannon, I love that you're talking about service, right? We just said how we, we recognize where we are and then radiate that out to others. And I love this story. Um, one of the first times we went to go give a high school talk, um, I was talking with one of the deans there and, you know, we're just like sharing, asking about the girls, how they're doing. And, and she said, you know, I've had a couple of eighth graders uh, recently. We're talking to high school and middle schoolers. And she said, I've had a couple of eighth graders who've been just really sad lately, just like kind of really down. And, um, and I said, okay, what do you do? What do you do when they come to you and, and say that? And she said, well, obviously, of course, I listen to them and, and hear their concerns. And they're going through some, you know, hard changes in middle school right now. Yeah. And so I'm there for them. And then she says, and you know what I do then? I, I walk them down to the kindergarten classroom. And I bring him into the kindergarten classroom and I ask the teacher, hey, do do any of your students need some help, you know, coloring or, or finding the paper or, or cutting with scissors, you know? And she said, yes, please bring the girls in. And and so the eighth graders go and they crouch down ne- next to the desk of these kindergartners. And of course, these little five and six-year-olds are thrilled to be in the company of these eighth grade girls. <laughs> and the eighth graders just pour their hearts out, right? They're serving these these little sweet five and six year olds. Right. And in that moment, you know, their sadness, their sadness comes down, right? And they they have more joy. They are happy to serve. And I just thought that was such a beautiful story. And I've thought about it often, you know, in my life, what you're saying, you know, I need to recognize, okay, where am I? I'm feeling a little sad. I'm feeling a little lonely. Okay, let let me let me do a practical step. Maybe I need maybe I just need to take a shower and put on some makeup and do my hair. Maybe I need to go for a walk. Maybe I need to call a friend. Maybe I need to, you know, pop in and bake her a cake, you know. Thanks for the lovely lovely soda bread, Shannon. That was delicious. <laughs> um, you know, we do something actionable and we serve and and the more we can give to others even in our moments of loneliness, I think that is when we become the happiest and we become our our best selves. Yeah. Yeah. And where friendship is born, right? Exactly. Being with service exactly. to others. Also, that dean should win a Nobel Peace Prize. That's beautiful. I know. I know. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies and Shannon, for this conversation today. Um, we hope that our reflections can help you connect more deeply with yourself, with others, and strengthening those friendships during this pandemic of loneliness. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, thank you, Julie, for being my friend for a decade now, and especially during this pandemic. Always a pleasure. And so much more fun that we get to do a podcast together and talk about friendship because obviously we are models of friendship. Um, <laughs> but anyways. And you're just a model, period. You're the best. <laughs> Before we go, talk to us what's coming up, what exciting opportunities are coming our way, what is going on in this beautiful Girl Talk world of ours. Yeah. Well, as you know, we are moving and grooving. There is really not a dull moment around here, which is great. So first, I just want to thank all the incredible mothers and ambassadors who are participating in Mom Talk right now. We have over 70 moms who are diving deep into self-worth, shame, and sisterhood. I know. It's so cool. They're all across the country. We have two in London. It's It's been a really, really cool adventure. And honestly, the conversations that they've all been having in their mom pods are just blowing me away. So really excited about that. Mom Talk's going really well. And then we're also really looking forward to opening up these deep conversations to all women. So we have our spring Girl Talk retreat coming up this May. And so Girl Talk is inviting you to a reflective coffeehouse morning of personal stories, soothing self-care, and inspiring conversation. It's for any woman 18 years and older, and that'll happen on Saturday, May 22nd, from the comfort of your own home. You can check us out at ourgirltalk.org slash girltalkretreat, where you can find out all about the dates, the details, all the good stuff. Yeah, I think Shannon will be singing us some friendship tunes on retreat. What do you think, Shannon? Oh man, I don't know about that. I wasn't booked yet. I need, I need a yeah. in writing. I need a contract. <laughs> oh my god, we're crazy. Well, thank you, Julie. Thank you to all the listeners. Um, and I hope we move forward this week in friendship, recognizing that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Love, girl talk. <laughs>